right, good evening, church. Good to see you tonight. And uh, I guess this is the other half of the church that's well this week. And uh, hopefully we'll see the rest of the church at some point. And um, I, think, I think most families have been, been affected by this, uh, this flu. And I hope that, um, hope that, and we've been praying in the last, uh, last couple of weeks that uh, everyone's recovering and then the rest of your family doesn't get it. And um, I think, again, just interesting that we've just come away from, I come from a, a really intense time of spiritual activity, lots of great preaching and lots of encouragement from the Word of God, and then, then there's the physical wrestle of it at times. And I uh, hope that you've remained encouraged in the Lord I know I was uh, just that the, the following Sunday I was looking forward to, to preaching, being with the church family after such a great week at leadership conference and uh, woke up, um, really I was starting to feel unwell on the Saturday evening and then I woke up really feeling unwell and so I appreciated, uh, appreciated Phil and, and Danny stepping in and last minute there. I gave him a little bit of a warning Saturday night, I said I'm starting to feel unwell and please make sure you have something ready. So uh, thankful for good men. And then uh, Andrew, of course, and then Paul this, this past week. Just thankful for them and just uh, them persevering through. I'm sure they weren't feeling 100% as well. But I know that the Lord used them and, and the word of God was preached and the flock was fed. So that's a, a, a great thing. And we just had a great time at True North Summit in Sydney. I know our young adults um, and ourselves really enjoyed that time. But it really was... Just uh, another time where we, we heard from the Lord in, in a great way. I know during that time, uh, I think we didn't know who was coming in and going as well. There was a lot of sickness happening in the group. So I think most people got at least one under their belt. Um, but the, the other times, we weren't sure who were there, who were, were staying back. We just played it uh, as it went each day. But uh, thank the Lord, we had a great great time, and, and Lord willing, on Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday night, I'd love to give the church family actually an opportunity to testify, and just if you have any testimonies from the last couple of weeks of, of conference and, and True North Summit, just a, a great time um, to just lift up the Lord and lift his name up, it's his, his work anyway, and so let's uh, want to rejoice in that, just encourage ourselves in the Lord that way. And uh, also Sunday night, we're Lord willing, uh, just pray for him. Um, Brother Curtis Shemish will be preaching, but he's unwell right now. So just pray, pray that he'll overcome it and he'll be ready for Sunday evening. But let's uh, turn our Bibles this, this evening to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And you know, the, there's one thing about life that we know, and there's lots of things, but one thing we know for sure, life is uncertain, isn't it? And I think, you know, the, the, the famous Scottish poet Robert Burns said, the best laid plans of mice and men. And, you know, sometimes we make plans and we, we put all that we do into life to ensure things work out and things seem to go according to plan. But the reality is, regardless of all of that, life happens and there's great uncertainty. Really, in the things that we just spoke about, the different sicknesses that we've been through and the different who's here, who's not here. I, uh, even I loved the, the picture John Dolores sent me. It was Vance and Noah at the back there running the sound. 
And uh, I just love that. I just thought, you know what, they probably woke up that morning and thought, we're going to church tonight, and little did they know, they were running the sound. <laughs> All right, and they did well. There was sound, so that's good. And uh, I, I, we, were, we were doing something spiritual that evening and fellowshipping with a missionary. We were watching the State of Origin, but... Um, <laughs> We got a text message, I got a text message from, from John Dallas Reyes, and it was a picture of Noah and Vance over at the back, and then I showed, I showed Graham, Asher, and Simon, and you know what, I just said, well done guys, you trained these guys, and now they can do it. I'm not sure how they felt about that, I think a little bit nervous, but um, it, was, it was just good, but you, there's just uncertainty in life. You know, you sort of just, you're not sure what every day is really going to bring, you have different plans and different things that happen, and, and yet it doesn't always work out. And, and you know, the, a great deal of the book of Ecclesiastes deals with that. And, and really Solomon, as he reflects on life, and really he was in a bit of a state of, of just reflection on life. And when you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, it really just grounds you to the reality of of life. I mean, this, this guy had, had all the riches, he had all the wisdom, and yet he still concluded all his vanity. He looked around and he saw the state of life and he understood just by inspiration of, of the Holy Ghost, just the understanding that life just doesn't seem to make sense and that there's great uncertainty. And these two verses I was thinking about today, you know, chapter 9 really when you think about it, uh, out, of, out of all the chapters in this, this, um, this book of Ecclesiastes, there's a, a bit of learning there that he's relaying uh, just about life. And he says these two verses in, in verses 11 and 12, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. And we don't usually think of in our, in our Christian life those, those kind of concepts of time and chance. Like it just happens is what he was saying. And we don't, we don't often use that in our Christian context. We know that God has a purpose. We know that God is sovereign and that actually above it all, he, he sees and he has a purpose in everything. But just from, from the point of view of someone who was just a man under the sun, this is how he concluded it. It just, time and chance happeneth to them all. For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it f falleth suddenly upon them. And he uses those illustrations of, of you know, catching different different animals, the fish and, and birds and how we ensnare them. And, you know, a couple of the, the, uh, the young adults at Port Macquarie, they didn't come prepared. They didn't realize how close we were to the water, but they immediately realized you can go fishing. And so they bought some, some cheap rods from Kmart and they, off they went and there was several photos of them catching fish. And, and again, those fish didn't know that was the day they were going to get caught by some randoms from Queensland. And, you know, just to take photos with and throw them back. And yet that's what sometimes what, how it feels like in life. 
you're sort of just happily going along and then suddenly something happens that changes your day completely, makes you feel like a fish out of water. Makes you feel like you're just what's happening in life. And, and what I'm saying is, and I think we all know, life is full of unknowns and uncertainties. You know, there's some things that he's trying to bring us to, to remember, and there's some things we do know through the uncertainty. And there's some lessons here for us, I think, as we think about it. Uh, firstly, notice verse 11, he says, I returned and saw under the sun. So again, he's observing some things. And he goes through, he says, the race is not to the swift, and and yet, really, when you think about that, that's a bit, of an, a bit of a contrast, isn't that? Usually the swift is, that, that is the one, that, those are the ones that run, that run the race and win. Says, no, the battle to the strong. No, battles are actually. But he's saying that regardless of your, your, all you do in life to prepare for it, he says time and chance happen at all. You know what life is? Firstly, we know. Life can humble you. <laughs> Life can really humble you. You know, you look at all of these, and, and this isn't saying that we just go and have this blasé life, um, you know, this, this blasé attitude to life, and this isn't saying that we just go about and we don't care anymore, we just, we just live life whichever way we want. It's an observation. He's saying even those that are... are have, have swiftness, they're, they're, they've got speed. Even those that seemingly should win the race, the race isn't for them. Even those that prepare well, they've, they've got great strength and they come into battle, even they become casualties. He's saying that neither yet bread to the wise, even the, the wisest, some of those who have great intellect, still sometimes come begging for bread. I remember a friend of mine, he, he was really a quite brilliant young man just in our class. He was very smart, very studious, and we were pretty excited for him. He wanted to get into uh, a, a very prestigious course in the UK in Cambridge University for dentistry. And so he worked and he worked and he, you know, he, we hardly saw him during our, our year 12. He was often was the first guy to leave school to get home to study, and he studied, and he, he did tremendously. In fact, he got, got in, and he got through to, to Cambridge and studied the, the four years, then added another two years to get his master's in des, de, dentistry. And I remember we would hear from him from time to time. He would send us a postcard here from his times over there. He looked like he was having the greatest time, and he achieved it. He, well done. He worked hard. But I remember he, he made a decision finally to come home and came back home. We had a, a, a welcome back party for him. We really, really were proud of him. And I remember just losing, losing contact with him after a while. And one day I was just heading to the shops and I was at the checkout, had grabbed my groceries. And I looked and I thought I'd recognize someone. And I got closer and I was there at the checkout and I looked closer and I looked at his name. And this was my friend who had studied his hardest, who had gotten into Cambridge for dentistry and had come back and couldn't get a job in dentistry. <laughs> and here he was working at the Woolies. And I'm not meaning to demean that. That's not my point. 
what I'm saying is he, he did all of that into the why sometimes you're still begging and you're still looking for bread. And there he was. He, had, he was the smartest of us all. He had achieved his, and he seemed to have the intellect and the wisdom. And yet there he was. He was, he was probably in the same position as someone that just didn't do all of that. And it just didn't happen for him. And I didn't have, really have the time to, to sit there and, and stand there and talk and converse with him about what had happened. But I'll know this, I, we all know this, something happened. He, he missed out. There were maybe some things that he didn't calculate. And there he was in a, in a, in a task, but uh, in a position that probably he didn't see himself in, neither yet bred to the wise. And he says, nor yet riches to, the, to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. He's saying all of those things are desirable things. We want to be skillful. We want to be men of understanding. We want to have wisdom. We want to be strong. We want to be swift. And we aim for all of those in life. And yet you can have all of those. And time and chance happens to us all. And man, life can humble us. You know, life can bring us to a place of recognition of our own limitations and how the, the reality is actually there's many things out of our hands. And, you know, we try to live our lives with a modicum of control and a modicum of, of achievement and yet in all of that. But, you know, I think, I, think, uh, I think sometimes we undervalue the things that God values and... and, and Part of that design is actually that, is actually to humble us. Because God is one, he, he will use the humble. And he will use those that see life and recognize that actually, as much as we do all we can, at the end, we've got to lower ourselves and allow God to be the one to bring us through to our different destinations. And he's saying there that he sees that. It, time and chance happeneth to them all. And, and you know, the, the reality is it's for everyone. It's not just for the Christian. You see those in, 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 in the world with, with some of the highest of accolades, and yet it, everything happens. Things are common to men. There's, there's things that just happen to everyone. You know, that's why we're shocked when we have, we see some of our best athletes who champion uh, champion our nation in different events and we cheer them on and we get excited for that fleeting moment because they're representing us. And then we go and we see how their life then and then you feel saddened at their maybe their physical presence. They've gone through a sickness. They've gone through a, 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 a downturn in their, in their finances and we look at how... And we use this term, how the mighty have fallen. And yet it happens to all. It's not just something that happens to us as believers. It happens to everyone. But the difference is that in our humility, we can reach out to the Lord. And, and actually in their humility, they can as well. And then the other thing that we know, so life will humble you. Other thing we know is in this life of uncertainty is that we only ever have the present. Because he said that there in verse 12, for man also knoweth not his time. You know, we, we, live, we live many in many ways for the future, don't we? 
And many times we're thinking about what we're going to do. And that's not a bad thing. It's not bad to, to plan ahead and think about what can come. It's not a bad thing to, to put some plans in place that will help us into our future. But when you think about it, the past quickly goes. The future doesn't always arrive. We only ever have the present. That's all we have, is the time that we have right now. And yet, we so often don't live in the present, we're living for what's to come. We, we spend our energy worrying and concerned about what's to come, and yet, he's saying there, we don't know the time that we have. We don't know that we're, we could be like the fishes that are taken in an evil net, or the birds that are caught in the snares, and the sons of men snared in an evil time, and... What he's simply saying is time waits for no man. And that, that the, the present is what we have and, and we ought to stay grounded in what's happening in the, in the moment. You know, and I think about that, you know, many times we're, 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 we're so concerned about the uncertainties of tomorrow that we never truly enjoy what's now. You know, we spend all of our time as parent, parents trying to prepare for the futures that our kids can have that we don't enjoy them right now. We don't enjoy their, who they are and, and what's happening in their lives right now. We're, we're so concerned about preparing them, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, but it's, it's also not a good thing if we're not enjoying now. If we're not, we're taking for granted what's, what is now. You know, I was thinking about our young adults and just, just seeing the, uh, the, the decisions and some of the... the the responses that they had over the course of our True North Summit over there. And I was just thinking about how time has quickly gone. It's been seven years of that. You know, we, we looked at the choir. There was about 60 to 70 young adults standing on the platform from all different churches from Australia. And I was reminded, I told Pastor Man, so I leaned over and I said, hey, you remember when we only had 60 register? That was seven years ago. And I thought about how we worked all that time to get to another level or another point in the ministry. I began to think about the different memories we had before, and I was wondering if I truly was present, or I was too keen on what could be that I forgot that there's great treasure in what is now. And enjoy it. You know, there's... Literally, this time will never happen again. You know, that's why when we do come to times when we get to serve God, when we do come to times where we get to, can be somewhere and can be present, we ought to take that because we don't know if we'll ever have it again. You know, we had this parenthetical time called COVID that was abnormal and we all just wondered what to do to get past it. And I was just reflecting this week on the amount of lessons God taught me through that, but I wonder how many just actually just blanked that out of their minds and just didn't enjoy it because they just worried all the time. And they just were concerned about what was happening all around them that they, they failed to see the point of the moment 
And how many times we're like that in just life? We're so concerned about so many unknowns and uncertainties. You know, I was talking to a young man on the last evening of, of True North Summit, and he was a, a guest. It was his, I think he had come before to one of the services, but he was a friend of one of the guys from Faith Baptist Church. And he was searching. He, he had attended a, another church with a different set of friends, and he found no answers there, so he sought this, this guy out who he knew was a faithful Christian. So he started attending the church, and he was asking me, I sort of ran into him by, by accident, so to speak. I, we were wearing a very similar material. It was corduroy, you know, not many people can pull off corduroy, but I was wearing that. And he was wearing it too, so I came up to him and I said, oh, another man of fashion, you know, just sort of joking. And, uh, and he, he, said, he said, oh, actually, would you mind if I asked you questions? And I'm going, oh, man, I was going to eat, you know. And, but here he was, he had all these deep philosophical questions. But you know what was common about all of those philosophical questions were they were all hypotheticals. He was saying, hypothetically, if this and this and this. And I'm like, mate, you're missing the point. Those are all hypotheticals. What about now? Where's your soul? How's, how's, how's your standing before God now? But forget about the hypotheticals. What do we know? We know that you're born. You are here. We know that there's a God in heaven who loves you, who sent his son to die on the cross of Calvary for your sin. And we know that you have a choice right now. And he kept throwing out all of these hypotheticals that could be and what if this and what if that. And I said, well, you don't know any of that. You're concerned about things that you can never know. And you're not concerned about the choice that you need to make right now. And remember, that, that sort of just threw him for a loop. And I said, look, um, I'll pray for you. And I challenged him to read the Bible. I said, what do we have? We have something. We have something right now. And don't worry about the hypotheticals of life. And, you know, sometimes we can we can sort of overvalue those things that are the unknowns of life when God's given us clear things and our present things. And then really, what do we know? The next thing really is, is that ultimately God is in control. Because he really said that in verse 1. Look at chapter 9, verse 1. For this, I considered in my heart even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works... Notice this, are in the hand of God. No man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. So he's saying they're they're in the hand of God. And, you know, what do we know? We know that life will humble you. We know that you only ever have the present. But we also know this, that God is in control. Actually, the things that we don't know is superseded by the one that we do know. And we do know God. He's revealed himself to us. You know, Brother Skelly said something, and I think, I think all of us here was moved by it. You know, it doesn't matter the where, the what, and the when. It only matters on the who. <laughs> it matters that we know who. And we know who. We know who God is. We know his nature. We know his character. We know his heart. We know... His, his purpose and his intention for us. And we know all of that 
and he's revealed it in his word. And we filter life in all of the uncertainties and we filter life in all of the unknowns and we filter even the, the times that humble us and we filter even those times that we just know is in the moment and we filter that through the fact that God is in control. That actually God is present with us. And actually God in those moments of confusion can bring great clarity that actually God in those moments of uncertainty and, and maybe then as a result some fear can actually bring about some faith and comfort and hope. And actually overall when we view life through the lens of the certainty of God, all those uncertainties don't become so difficult to comprehend. They will be, they will be answered. There will be a time when we will know. And I think at the end of it, right, he concludes, doesn't he, in, in chapter 12, verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. So after all of the observation of life and all of its contradictions and uncertainties and unknowns, he concludes, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. With every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And above all, he's a God who's in control, but he's a God who is the judge. And, and we can, we can go to him during our times, but we conclude this, that we need to fear God. That we need to keep his commandments, and this is the whole duty of man. And so what do we know? We know that life will humble you. What do we know about uncertainties? You can never, ever have anything but the present. But we have God who is in control. And we know that for sure. All right, Joel.